Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about how couples can navigate their emotional intimacy during the busy holiday season. And there's a quote from Sanjeev Banchar that says, sharing your feelings is not a sign of weakness. It shows that you have the strength to trust someone completely. And that's what we're talking about, just the sharing of feelings and being able to really navigate the emotional intimacy during, you know, this Christmas season when things Mm -hmm. are really, really busy. But first and foremost, we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And, you know, a hug is an incredible opportunity for Tony and I to be able to actually celebrate the wins that the two of you are having in your marriage. It's an opportunity for us to just go, you know, high five, Mm -hmm. high five for what you're done. And this hug came from an email that we received that said, I found your podcast last year, shared it with my wife. And from there, we jumped into the 30-day sex challenge. Right on. It was the first step towards an even better relationship. Holy cow. Like that's taking steps. Absolutely. He goes, we've been married for over a year and together for seven. By doing the challenge, it showed us that I don't have to be the one always initiating sex. Which is a huge win. And from there, we were able to find a time in our schedule that we would only be intimate with each other. It's so important to understand what initiating looks like in a marriage. He goes on to say, I'm not the greatest with words, but the recent email about how to write a romantic love letter makes me want to give her one every month like she deserves. Sometimes I don't say out out loud my feelings, so putting it in pen and paper will help me to express what's in my inside emotions. Yeah, and that's cool. And you know what? We have an awesome resource for that. So if you guys want, you know, if it is easier for you to put pen to paper and just write something, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love letter. We have this great article on how you can set that up. Write one. Go for it. Be like that guy. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like be like Mike. Be like that guy. You know, and it's so incredible because this, here's a couple that just over the last year has seen such a change in both, you know, obviously they did a 30 day sex challenge. So in their sexual Mm -hmm. intimacy, but also as the husband is, you know, reading the emails and stuff is actually getting into this place of deepening their emotional intimacy. And that's really, you know, as we look at this holiday season, as we look at this, you know, lead up into Christmas, getting into this place where we're looking at all, you know, the different six pillars of intimacy and how they're being impacted and how you could actually strengthen them at the end of the year, instead of kind of putting them on the back burner to be like, yeah, you know what, we'll just pick these up in January. Right. You, you want to be on the forefront. You want to be getting into this place where, you know, we're not putting our marriages on hold mm-hmm. for a month just because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Which is typical and which will usually happen. It's We've seen it over the last 10 plus years of doing the One Extraordinary Marriage show that this time of year... We're going to challenge you because a lot of folks and a lot of couples will just sort of like, we have so much going on. There's so many things happening, even in this time and period and where we're at, um, Elise and I even being sick, you, you know, these things start coming up and we just sort of put a pause 
on our marriages, not realizing the impact it's going to have later on. So we're going to challenge you guys to be intentional and take action mm-hmm. this, this month in your marriage. And it may be just one little thing. We're not saying you have to hit every six, all six pillars and you got to get into every single little detail of, and yet there may be one pillar that you need to be looking at this, this month. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't go into 2021 going, oh my goodness, where do we start? What are we doing? Well, it's like, you know, last week we were talking about finances and, and financial intimacy and mm-hmm. what that looks like and not letting other people hijack your, your financial intimacy. Can I bring something up though? Yeah. Too? Even in this season, Elisa and I, and we've shared this in the past, talking about trusts and wills. On our 24th anniversary, we sat down and said, you know what? That was in October. We sat down and we said, you know what? We need to redo our trust and our will. We need to update it because it, the last time we updated it was, I don't know, 10 years ago. At least, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that that happens. You know, with a trust and a will, you, you, you do it and then you let time pass. But as we were talking even through last week's episode, we we got down to it. We, we knew what we needed to get done. We got everything together. We, we packaged it all up and we got it over to our attorney. And so that should all be done by the end of this year. Which and for us, that was, that was a big win in one of the pillars that we wanted to get done this year. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and that ties into, to the emotional intimacy as well. And, and this year, you know, realistically, there may be heightened emotional charges around conversations this oh, year, yes. right? Because it's, it's, are we going to be able to have Christmas in the way that we've done it before? Are we going to be able to visit family? Are we going to, you know, what's travel going to look like? Are our plans going to get canceled? You know, what, what's happening with Christmas programs and, and Christmas performance. And so there are all of these thoughts, you know, and, and these desires and, the, and these feelings that are wrapped up in this month. And, and some of you may be like, yeah, you know what I do. But others of you are like full in trying to like juggle all of this in your head and, and not having that emotional intimacy and not having that connection and closeness of sharing what's going on inside your head. And so you're swimming in your own stuff, right? And your spouse is like, what the heck is going on? There, there may be times when there, you, you may be going silent. There may be outbursts. There may just be like, oh, how, how do you not know this? Mm, that's a good one. That's y- a good one. Right? And, and at least and I can say that because we have said that to one another. And we really want you to have a joyous holiday season. We want you to experience joy this Christmas like never before, whatever it may be for the two of you. Mm-hmm. And yet, if the two of you aren't having these discussions about what it's going to look like for you guys to have the Christmas you're looking at having together, and, and it's different for all of us. Some of us are okay with just going, you know what, it's going to be a little chiller. It's going to be a little mellower this year. It's going to be a little, you know, we're going to just pull it back a little bit. Others are like, no, we're going all in. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you're not sharing that with one another and how you're going to navigate that together, it can be a little tenuous. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, you know, December doesn't have to be a month where it feels like you're just in survival mode. That is true. Right. You Mm -hmm. don't have to just kind of grin and bear it getting through the month. You could actually take action. You can be proactive to actually come out on the other side thriving, to come out on the other side where you're like, oh, we didn't put our marriage on the back burner. We had to get creative 
Okay, there's nothing wrong with, ha- with getting creative. It, it, what happens, the, the challenge to your marriage happens when you're like, well, I'm not even going to think about it for this month. I'm not going to worry about the conversations because, you know, it's not that big a deal. But the truth of the matter is, is that you and your spouse both have emotional needs. You do. It, it looks different and that's okay, right? Different doesn't mean bad and different doesn't mean wrong. Different just means different, not the same. And I think that's a really important point because a lot of times when we think, when we get into this place of, you know, talking about our emotional needs and stuff like that, we can think, well, if they're not like me, then there must be something wrong with them. Mm. No, they're just different than you. They're just straight up different. Men and women are different if we can go there. And, and <clears throat> you know, this is, this is a season, Tony and I often laugh, you know, as, as we kind of come up on this, you know, the, the, between Thanksgiving and Christmas because um, both of our children have their birthdays between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we actually lost a child between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I remember when we were pregnant with our second and my mom's just like, can't you guys do something some other time of the year? And I just laughed because I'm like, yeah, mom, because like we're planning to have all of these babies between Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) And, and, you know, so you add on Christmas holidays, you add on, you know, birthdays and you add on all the, all the stuff. And there have been years, you guys, where Tony and I like, we're, we're screaming into Thanksgiving and then we've like resurfaced on January 2nd. Yeah. And, and everything in between those, you know, four or five, six weeks has just been a blur of just doing. And now you bring up something great because it's, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And it's interesting because our kids are older now mm-hmm. and I, and I remember those. And so for some of you, you know, you're, you're at the beginning of that, like, the Christmas sparkle and the joy and, and, and Santa coming, you know, those are, those are magical times. Mm-hmm. There, there are, there are amazing moments as a parent, as a couple to experience that and, and go all in. You know what? As we have those that are teenagers now, it, it's not like that. Like, you know what I mean? So our, our, our Christmas is changing. This time of year changes a little bit mm-hmm. for us. Um, which is okay because I can look back and go, you know what? We were all in, but I do, I do want to say, I wish when we were all in like that, we were talking to each other more. Mm -hmm. A lot of those Christmases were those that we would just sort of grin and bear it, um, make do not really converse with one another, more demand one another to do something, um, which caused a lot of frustration and hurt and pain for, for both Elisa and I. And now having the holiday conversations are just, are just that it's, what are we doing? What does it look like? And, and even sometimes for those of you who have teenagers and stuff and what's going on, it's almost managing their expectations too, Definitely. because now you have them, they want, they're older. They're like, well, let's go do this or let's have this or let, and, and as parents and as a married couple, you're having to manage their expectations of what. Christmas is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, and then the two of you discussing that. And then for those of you who have kids who are gone, who have left the nest, and maybe you have grandkids now, that's a whole nother conversation because you may be going, are we going with Johnny's family or Mary's family? Or what do they all come here? And what does this, what does this look like for us now that we're empty nesters and the kids have left? Mm-hmm. And they have, they have gone married and they have their own in-laws and their own kids that they're 
you know, having to navigate and set expectations for. So there's so many different, man, there's just so many different emotions that begin to happen. Mm-hmm. And we need to be sharing that with our spouse. And and in that place too, it's really giving yourself time to say, okay, what is it that I need in this season? What is it that I need in this busyness? What is it that I need when when I'm stressed? How What do I need to feel connected to you? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and getting into this place of saying, okay, you know what? I would much rather us, you know, be in this place of joy to the world mm. than bah humbug. Because a lo- for a lot of couples, it, it, it's either going to swing one way or the other. And, and all the craziness can make you go a little bit more bah humbug and Scrooge than joy to the world and, you know, Christmas trees and things like that. And, and it can be the different, these conversations, you guys, these holidays conversations can actually be the difference between feeling unified and feeling disconnected, between feeling like you're on the same page or feeling like you're drifting apart. And, the truth of the matter is, is that you may have never sat down in this month ever in your marriage and said, what is it that we actually need this month? Mm-hmm. And, and it was really eye-opening as we asked you all on, on Instagram this past week, you know, what's that number one emotional need? What started coming out? And I just want you guys to hear some of these comments and start thinking, what does it look like to have this conversation with my spouse? What does it look like to ask them, what's your, what's your number one emotional need this month? Because we were hearing things like, I need acknowledgement from my spouse. And that goes to a love letter, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right there alone, this month could shift your spouse if you know that they need acknowledgement this month. Write them, a, write them a love letter. L- write them a little love note. You know, send them a text message. Acknowledge them mm-hmm. well, for what you're doing. It got brought up last week when we were talking about the the finances during Christmas, right? It, we, we heard from many of you that you know what, we we have a budget, but then one spouse or the other is the one that is basically the one who has to shop for everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. And so even just acknowledging that, mm-hmm. right? Other people said, you know, for both of us to pay attention to family traditions. Oh, and, and that a- gets into a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. right? You know, like you were saying a few minutes ago, you know, as as you have your nuclear family and then your extended family, what do those, what traditions matter? Well, that's what, what I was going to say. Are what, making? what what are those family traditions that the two of you are making? Because again, one of you grew up in one ho- household, mm-hmm. another grew up in another household. There are different traditions that happened in each of those households, and now you're coming together. So, what's the unified tradition mm-hmm. that you two are creating? Absolutely, you know, it's it's it needs come into play of like connection and planning and doing things. Right. You're not just having one person, like you were saying, with the Christmas gifts, do all the planning, all, you know, but what does it look like to be a team? You know, some of you have spouses that have this deep need to not have to do everything this month. And I got to just say, though, too, in this month can be one of those months, too, where, holy cow, you just feel tired at times. Like you're definitely just tired. So the planning and the doing things, you know, can can be another like, oh my gosh, it's something else on top of full day of work, on top of, you, you know, doing things with the kids, on top of gift gift, gift or, or gift shopping and gift wrapping and yeah. wrapping yeah. And, and, and everything else. So th- there can be a time of just like, wow, just tired. You know, a lot of you, this is also not an easy time of year in terms of, you know, dealing with loss or dealing with mm-hmm. family dynamics that might be not in the best place this year. And so there's that emotional need to even be able to talk that through or to be able to discuss it or to be able to even just grieve 
the loss, you know, for those of you that don't know, we lost a child between Thanksgiving and Christmas um, in 2004. And there were years where this month would put me into a tailspin on top of everything else because I was still in that place of grief. Oh, well, put Elisa into a tailspin so she would she would shut down. And then on the other side of it, it was the over like compensating. Yeah. Overcompensating for the loss. So then it was like Christmas to the nine, like all the presents and everything had to be decorated. And it was just like, it was, it was a wild time for sure. And and that was because there was a need that I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't, I didn't make the time to sit down and express to Tony what, I mean, it was years before I finally sat down and said, this is why I do Christmas the way I do it. Yeah. And, and, and these are the years when Elise and I, we weren't doing the one extraordinary marriage show. We weren't doing what we're, what we're saying we do now and have learned. So, so please understand like some of the stuff that we're even sharing right now is, I mean, it's coming back from the memory banks of many, many years ago of hurt and loss and sadness and and, and having some amazing Christmas is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know we're, we're 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 touching on some areas that may have never even come up um, here on the on the show. Yeah, and it's you know as you start looking at these different things and and what that what your spouse's needs are to feel connected or to have time with you or or just time by themselves just to breathe. There's I want to, I can't stress it enough that there's a high likelihood that your spouse has an emotional need this month. Just straight up. I'm like, if if I could put a billboard up in in your living room and say, your spouse might have an emotional need this month. You need to start the conversation. That's what I'm doing for you right now. And if you, it's important to get into this place where the two of you can talk and share about that. And we need to actually say, okay, what are those questions? What does that look like? So let's talk about that after this word from our sponsor. As much as, you know, the Hallmark Christmas movies would love us to believe that that magical time together in front of the fireplace with the snow falling outside happens on a regular basis, for the rest of us outside of the Hallmark Christmas movies, emotional intimacy often doesn't look like that, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. look like, bam, we just had, you know, a night free up and the snow is falling and I let the light the fire and here are two cups of hot chocolate with the perfect amount of marshmallows. Like for the rest of us in the real world, we actually have to get intentional about carving out that time in the midst of all the distractions, in the midst of the busyness, giving our spouse an opportunity to actually be heard. I can't tell you how many times in the last probably week and a half of coaching calls the phrase has come up something to the effect of, I just want to be heard. I, I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel like my spouse sees me or values me. All phrases indicating that there might be a crack in the emotional intimacy pillar and that these conversations need to happen. And it was interesting because I was talking to a husband and wife the other night and you know, the husband is just like, I need to work on being fully present for my wife right? Straight up. He's like, I, I just, I'm so easily distracted. And what I wanted to say is, dude, you're not the only one. No, not at all. You're not the only one. But, but I want y'all to think, you know, here as we're having this conversation, what would it look like? What would the holidays look like? What would this month look like if you actually set aside time to listen to your spouse? Mm-hmm. J- just, just think about that for a second. And how are you going to do that? I think that's the big thing. We, we, we all want that. I, I, 
I feel like we want to make that happen. We want to hear from our spouse. The, the, the tough part is going, how are we going to do that? And so this is where you guys got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You, you pull out your calendars. Look at, look at what's going on on your calendars. Seriously, and, and carve out the time. Don't, don't think that you're going to just find some whimsical time and it's going to work out. Like I, I loved as Elisa was describing the, the fireplace and the snow falling and the, and the marshmallows. That can happen. It truly can. It's just, are you going to put it on your calendar so it can happen? I mean, Elisa was just sharing that with me this morning that Cleveland had like 14 inches of snow. I mean, we don't get that here in San Diego. I we don't get in, any snow. <laughs> I, I walked outside and it was 70 degrees this morning at 730. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous for my, for my morning walk. But we did, get, we did get a text from some friends the other night who were sitting around their digital fireplace yes. and having a romantic day night. They were. But the thing is, you, you got to pull out your calendar mm-hmm. and make it happen. Because if not, we'll just go into our normal routines. And, and believe me, Elisa and I have it. I mean, we're, we're moving all day long. We'll do dinner. The kids are doing their thing. And, and we'll just plop down and we'll just watch some TV together. But if we want to make something change at one evening, if we want to do something different one evening, she and I need to come in agreement and put it on our calendar and go, you know what? We're going to do s'mores tonight. We're going to get outside. We're going to get the fire pit going. We're going to have the marshmallows. We're going to have the 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 graham crackers and the chocolate and we're going to sit out there and we're going to have s'mores tonight. If we don't, it's not going to happen because we'll just get, we'll just go by our way and just be like, ah, whatever. Let's just go sit in front of the TV and just, you know, hang out for a little bit tonight. And that's reality. You guys, we all kind of default to the path of least resistance and the path of least resistance often doesn't have us engaging in these conversations with our spouse, because in order to engage and to be fully present and to not have the distractions and to, you know, not be watching TV, like you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You have to make a choice. You know what? We're going to set aside, like I was telling a wife yesterday, you know, when she was talking just about the busyness of, of this time. And I said, can you find 15 to 20 minutes once or twice a week? Can, can you find, and, and here's how I know the power of somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes. The One Extraordinary Marriage Show has been a conversation between Tony and I for the last almost 11 years, once a week, somewhere around 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Single-handedly, you guys, I will tell you, this is what has changed our marriage. More than anything else we've ever done, the fact that, that we will have a conversation, and you've heard it. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that, that, that sometimes there are tears and sometimes there's laughter and sometimes there's anger and mm-hmm. frustration. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It, it was one commitment. It was one commitment. Even like last week when we were feeling, both of us were feeling like crap, you know, just dealing with whatever the sickness is. And we still said, you know what? It's important for us to have a conversation. That's what I want to encourage you as you're in this holiday season, say, you know what? It's important. Mm. My spouse is important. Knowing what's going on with them, being able to ask that question, hey, I'm here for you. What are you dealing with right now? I, I'm here for you. I, I'm going to put my phone down and like even declare it. That would, that might, for some of you, that might just be the gift in and of itself. I'm going to put my fo- phone down. I'm here for you. What are you dealing with? 
I'm going to reach out and touch you and hold hands. I'm going to look you in the eye or walk side by side. Because for some of you, I will tell you, if you can just get out and go for a walk, I don't care if it's snow or sand or rain or whatever it is, get your bodies moving and just walk side by side, grab their hand and say, hey, what, what, what are we doing together mm-hmm. this month? What are you dealing with? Yeah. And I was even going to say, for those of you who may have started your coffee breaks, and have done them, but they've sort of tapered out, it might be time to pick up your coffee break again. That's that half an hour, 20 minutes, a half an hour every week where you guys get to just hang out together and just talk about what's going on. Now, this isn't, again, this isn't a date. This isn't a coffee date. This is a coffee break. This is actually like a marriage meeting happening. Mm -hmm. But you'd be surprised at all the things that you can cover in such a short amount of time and just get it off of your guys' plates Mm -hmm. and just be done with it. You know what I mean? So this might be a chance for the two of you to connect emotionally and have even some of these holiday conversations that need to be had in a way that you're just looking at the questions and you're just framing them more around Mm. instead of a week to week thing, but just framing them around Christmas and new year in this time of, in in the season that we're in right now. Absolutely. And yeah, I was thinking as you were talking about the coffee break, I was going back to my Hallmark Christmas movie. I'm like, Oh, hot chocolate breaks for the month of December. There you go. Right. Like we're going to come hot chocolate breaks, right? Just, you know, pull out the whipped cream or the marshmallows or sprinkles or whatever makes you happy. But being intentional about these conversations, being intentional to say, you know what, what if we ended this year actually more emotionally connected because we were intentional during the month when most people aren't like, what could, how would that launch the new year for Mm. the two of you? What would it look like if, if the two of you had gotten into the habit this month of just saying, Hey, what are you dealing with? And maybe you even just ask the question, what's one thing I can take off your plate this, this week? One thing. Like I'm, it's not like a whole massive honeydew list, right? It's just saying, hey, I know we both have stuff that we're juggling this month. What is one thing that I can do for you? Because there's an amazing power in doing one thing and completing it and being able to say, you know what, babe, I got this. I got this taken care of. I bought the gift for my mom or, or I made sure that the, all the stocking stuffers were done or you don't have to worry about wrapping presents because I'll wrap presents. And, and I just want to say one thing. This is totally as an aside, but it came up in a coaching call this week that I think is important as we're talking about all of this. If you tell or ask your spouse to do one thing and they do it and they don't do it exactly the way that you would have done it, zip your lip. Zip your lip. Don't, don't criticize, don't complain, don't correct. Don't do, you ask them to do something. They took it off your plate. They did it. It's okay if they didn't do it just like you, because here's, here's the gift. Unless you, you said to do it that way. I stumped get, her. I stumped did, her. Look at that. No, no. Did it get done? True. I, I understand that. But I, I also think that if the expectation was set that it was going to be done in a certain way that it would be done that way. Okay. So we're not going to go off on this tangent. Okay. We're he, not. He, this is a conversation for another day. What I'm saying is, is that when your work, when your spouse is working to meet emotional needs, mm, if okay. you criticize yeah. them or complain about how they do something, you'll actually create a chasm and, and you'll get less of that connection. And that, that's True. why I'm saying don't yeah. criticize. That's why I'm saying don't complain about how they do it. If it gets done, it got done. 
and thank them for taking something off your plate because you don't, we're trying to, we're trying to bridge the chasm. True. Not, not create more chinks in, in what that bridge between the two of you could look like. Yeah. No, no, that, that's great. <laughs> he just wanted to see if he could stump me. Every once in a while, he's like, okay, can I get her? Can I get her? Oh, goodness. You guys have yourselves a great week. You know, pick one pillar, whatever pillar it may be, dive into it this week. Talk about it and, and frame it around that holiday conversation. What's it looking like right now? Because this season is different than the rest of the year. So have some time, have some laughs, grab each other's hand, go for a walk and talk, do a coffee break, send your, your spouse a love letter, do something that allows the two of you to emotionally connect. Because in all honesty, we want to see you come out of this season stronger, more in love, ready for what's going to come in 2021 and not worried about how we're going to make everything work when we step into January. So let's do that this week. We're so honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. You guys have yourselves a great week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.